Green Bay is a small town, only 100,000 people. Those 100,000 people may be different in many ways, but there's one thing that brings them all together. The Green Bay Packers. In Titletown, the blue-collar city only knows hard work, tailgating, championships, but more importantly, they know family. We have a saying in this town, faith, family, and the Green Bay Packers are all that you need. Sanjay and I grew up in Green Bay. You could say that we are Green Bay, or even better, the voices of Green Bay. We bring a local feel of Packer fandom to a worldwide audience. Friendship, family, and football. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Freezer Podcast. We are back. This is the Freezer Podcast, where we bring you a local field pack of Phantom to a worldwide audience. I'm Sanjay, and alongside me, like always, is Fred and Matt. And we are live here in our home studios, brought to you by Game On Wisconsin, brought to you by Lakefront Brewery, and brought to you by Artec Ventures. And boys, we are five and <laughs> yes, sir. On a victory Monday, everybody. Victory Monday, and victory we Monday. all still know the Bears do still suck on a Monday. So, uh, boys, it is a very nice feeling. And I just thought about this, and we'll we'll talk about this a little later in the show because you know that's how we do things. We like to tease stuff. But I'd like to just wonder what it feels like for a human being, male or female, to be able to go to an event for three hours and then go home, walk back into the house that they probably paid a lot of money you know they have a mortgage they have you know property taxes to pay and then they they have to like look their wife and their kids in the eye or husband and their kids in the eye. and they say what is happening i'm owned by somebody <laughs> today i found out i'm owned by somebody and they take their jersey off and then they realize that, yes, there is one man that owns an entire organization. And that happens to be Aaron Rodgers and his dominance on the Chicago Bears uh, franchise. So that is just my little tidbit. Boys, how are you guys doing? How, how does it feel to be five and one? I mean, it feels terrific. I mean, five and one and a five and one after a Bears win is great. Or a win over the Bears, I should say, rather. You know, you can't beat that feeling. Yeah, it's it feels damn good, and you know what? It's uh, it's starting to feel like we're getting into. Like I said this last week, it's starting to feel like things are starting to kind of come together. Slow start. We'll talk a little bit about it, but when you start to look around the league, there's some good teams coming out here. Dallas is looking really tough. Arizona looks really tough. Baltimore looks really tough. I mean, there's some big time players, and the Packers are not a big time player yet, maybe, but they're there. They're five and one. And if there's one thing I've known about being a Packer fan for the last, well, you know, from the womb to the tomb, baby, it is that <laughs> represent that was for my wife too, by the way, um, is that you like that, huh? That was good. Dude. He's, he's, um, he's writing that down. He's going to use it later. <laughs> he's literally already ordered a t-shirt from the womb to the tomb, dude. Packer fan. <laughs> yep. 
yeah. my unborn child will have that t-shirt there you go you're welcome you yeah, i'll probably get it. it for him from from uncle fred but yep. if there's one thing i know it is that uh yep my mom she knows i was in the womb um is that the packers gosh now i don't even know where i was gonna go because i just got all sort of mixed up <laughs> um, oh I got it's it. Like no, this is it. Says something to it. Yeah, no, no. This so shocked. Like. So, if there's one thing that I've known about being a Packer fan as long as I've been, it's it's that I don't really care about how we're winning anymore. The first six, seven weeks, it's it's that last six or seven weeks of the season that I'm actually really caring about, and I'm stopping putting so much precedence on how these games go. And I don't think what happens in week two defines it. So I'm I'm trying to look at it from that point of view. Don't. Don't get don't get it twisted. I was freaking out last yesterday, but <laughs> I'm just still trying to like not care as much because it's like, man, yeah. none of us are. We don't look back at these games and go, yeah, but that Chicago game, we didn't start off good. We just don't exactly. do it. No, we don't. And, you know, I said it before the year, and I, I think I've said it a few times throughout the season. You know, this this is all about January and February. And, and to your point here, Fred, like. Style points aren't getting you anywhere right now. Just get get some wins, particularly if we look out the schedule a little bit here. We're about to enter the the meat of the of the run here. I mean, there is some tough, tough, tough teams coming up here. You know, and after that Saints loss, I was kind of it made me look at the schedule a little bit different. I'm like, if they're not careful, man, they may hit the skids before they get to that point of the schedule. They haven't. They've won the next five. They've looked, you know, up and down. But the the main point is they're winning, and they're doing so down so many, you know, all pro guys and and yeah. and, and, and and Pro Bowl players, main contributors to your team who you know are are meant to be there to help you win, and they're doing it without them. So it makes you wonder, hey, when they get these guys back, you know, what are they capable of? You know, the things that they're not doing so well right now. You know, you can probably point your finger at, you know, well, there's an injury here or this guy's playing out of position there. But when they get full strength, that's, I think, when we're really going to see the fireworks show up. And until then, I think they just got to keep biding their time, keep winning the way they're winning, finding different ways to get yards and get points. You know, and if it results in a W, like you said, Fred, who cares how they got there? It's in the win column. And when we're talking about this back in January, in, in January, we're not going to care if Green Bay didn't win by 21. They're just going to go, well, they no. won the game. Yeah, I think we have to look at it this way, too. This is a divisional game. So no matter what, yeah. I know you guys are always looking at January, but we need to get our division. So that's that's the yeah, first thing. So, true. I mean, get the division, get the home field you know, advantage, at least the first game, get that first game at Lambeau. That's always the first. Obviously, they always say it. that's the first goal is win your division. Second goal, get a great record and maybe host the game, you know, have a bye, right? Get a bye. Yeah. And then the third goal, have home field advantage throughout the playoffs, right? Yeah. So this is the first step, right? You know, sorry, technically second, but I don't really count the Lions, which we'll talk about the round the league for the NFC North. <laughs> uh, but, you know, we had to beat the Lions. That was a game coming off of a stupid game in Jacksonville. We took care of that, you know, at our home opener. And then now this is it. Bears, Bears week on the road in a hostile environment in a with a great team, obviously great defense. Sorry. And, yeah. you know. This was a win that you need to have, too. I mean, it, it is very important, even in this week, compared to the January wins that you guys are talking about. But, like, you know, yes, this is the win. And then next week is obviously another one where it's like, look, Washington football team has a good defense as well. They have a Taylor Heineke was able to put up points against Patrick Mahomes in that defense. You know, that that was their lead pretty much for the most part. Now, granted, that defense is trash in Kansas City. I think our defense is a little better than theirs. But Just a little yeah. bit. After that, it's a short week, and you got Arizona on the road on Thursday night football. So it is going oh, to be God. tough. Uh, but 
let's get real quick into the around the NFC North. We do have the uh, Vikings who happened to squeak one out in overtime against the Carolina Panthers. I cannot believe that they came back and tied that up. First off, I don't know. I mean, I know Mike Zimmer is getting like touted as one of the best defensive minds of you know in in coaching, but this guy has been pretty ass at defensive you know uh, defensive coaching in the last like six years, and somehow he's still letting teams score wide open or sorry not wide open but up and down their field like 90 yards so um but nonetheless minnesota did win on the road very good win for them i think carolina is definitely a better team than what they look like with a matt rule young coach young quarterback actually obviously new quarterback can sam darnold but then obviously we had our win against the bears that takes care of the bears and then boys and girls you just have to understand that the lions are just trash completely i mean like consistently like at least before when fred had john stafford to talk about he had some respect out there now it's like what do we have we have jamal out there that we're like okay hey what's up bud you're so funny you got the dances but we know that you're still bad like you're still really really bad detroit like and they still have no wins and there a lot of kneecaps are still on people's bodies so i don't know what you know dan campbell is going to be doing anytime soon but he says that they're very close, and I don't know if they're very close because they got blown out by Cincinnati. So, uh, uh, go ahead. Well, you know, just reacting to like what happened around the NFC North. I don't remember what the percentages were, but somebody posted a tweet today about like the the top four teams who have to face the hardest remaining schedule, and three of the top four were the NFC North. So we're all in <laughs> yeah, in the in ringer it, together yeah, in this one. Together, yeah. But but the the big thing is, you know. Packers have, you know, essentially a two and a half game lead uh, over the. Well, then they played the Vikings yet, so never mind. Two games, but early in the year to have a, a small cushion, a cushion, but a small cushion is nice. I mean, so many years in the past where you're kind of, you know, racing neck and neck down the down the stretch, you're hoping someone, you know, falters. So Green Bay, you know, having a little bit of a, a cushion right now heading into this tough stretch is going to be big. But man, I watched the end of that Viking game and I was just down on my knees praying that, you know, Kirk Cousin couldn't pull a, an Aaron Rodgers to get him down the field, you know, in 48 seconds. Unfortunately, he did. And they and they kicked the damn field. Yeah, goal what a and throw. The he just throws a dime <sighs> on the left side. I mean, I don't know if that was coverage problems or that was just a great catch and throw. But um, yeah, I mean, I want to throw this out there. Are the Lions going to win a game? Do you guys I don't have know, man. Winless? Is it 0 and 16? They, they got to find a way. It's, it's very possible, but I I would be surprised if they do go 0 and 16. They did it already but, once in history. No, I know. I, I I agree. I just the thing is 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 the first like five weeks. You know, there's it's the nitty, it's the gritty. Like they're tough. Everyone keeps playing off that aspect of it. But eventually, you get punched in the mouth enough times, you just lose your toughness. Like you're just you you accept defeat. And at some point, like I think that team in general is gonna say, "Hey, like you're you could like coach, you're you're cool and shit, but like you're an idiot. Like it's not none, none of your like yeah eat kneecaps they is really gonna do anything. Three like games, they were really right. So so there's they issues now. Green Bay. A hundred percent. So the thing is, is that um, their offense is just absolutely garbage. And you put the, yeah. the ball in a guy's hands that is definitely not going to be a, a gritty, uh, you know, quarterback and Jared Goff. I mean, they need somebody that's going to rally the troops and that's really going to get them going. You know, I look at somebody I like obviously like a John Stafford or like a Baker Mayfield. Obviously, these aren't people that are going to go there, but somebody that's going to bring some funk yeah, into Stafford that, that organization. That. 
No, he ain't going back. Jared and but, Jared Goff isn't bringing it either. Baker, so. I could see. No, funny, but, I, I could see Baker. But my point being is that like they need somebody that will lead the troops, and Jared Goff is not yeah. going to lead anybody. He doesn't even lead himself to the bathroom. So I think most <laughs> of the time, like they just have to figure out what they're going to do, what their identity is, because right now the identity was to be tough, and they're not being tough. So they have a, well, a whole year to go through, and they're probably going to get the number one pick. And they're probably going to have to really genuinely consider, like, what do we do with this? Because drafting a quarterback, like, let's just say Spencer Rattler, is not going to help them. Well, <laughs> and, you know, you mentioned that, you know, they wanted so, to act all tough and had this big, this brochacho mentality to him. It's like, yeah. you guys went from having your coach talk about biting kneecaps to him crying at the podium within two months of the, of the season. Like exactly. talk about the Titanic sinking right there pretty quick. Well, and they, and they see that and they're going to look at him and be like, bro, like you sold us as bill of goods of bullshit. Like <laughs> yeah, you act here. like you were going to be like Cutting some tough coach. You were going to bring in some big old, like, like, and it's like, no, like you're okay. You were bullshit. Now you're crying. Like we're still, we still suck and nothing's changed. Team, like that team's going to employ before the mid season. <clears throat> yeah. yeah locker room's I gone, mean, you got to just look at your paper and be like, look, it's going to be a grind all year. It's going to be a grind well, in 17 games. We may not win real. a lot, but you know what? We're going to, we're going to change the attitude in, we're our, gonna build. in our locker room. That's all you I need thought, to say. You don't have to break kneecaps, eat them and all this other crap that you're talking about. And then think yeah. that you're going to go win a super bowl. Like that was the, that was your first problem. That was I problem. thought they would, I thought I didn't think they'd be very good this year. I didn't think they'd be winless this at this part of the is season. Ford, I thought they would have. Miss Ford right. still in? Uh, is is she still there? The Ford's still Lion. in, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ford's still there. So, so here, so so Lions, Lions have the Rams lost, lost. Eagles lost, Steelers lost, Browns lost, lost. Bears potential Steelers Vikings. Lost to Geno Smith last night. Okay, Vikings lost, uh, lost. Broncos. Loss. What? Cardinals loss. Loss. Falcons. Falcons? Who I mean, okay. They're two shots of the two bird teams, the Eagles and the Falcons. They got to squeak <laughs> one out yeah. between one of those two and just win a game. <laughs> yeah. Or right, the well, or, or the Broncos. Or the Broncos. Right. You know, I don't see the Broncos as being that good. Reason, so there's, yeah. This Packers show just started talking way too much about the Lions. So let's just. Yeah, yeah let's move on. Sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. All right. Let's move on to the great game that we just had on Sunday at noon, which is one of our rare noon games that we have, which we have another one, like literally right next uh, next week. So, um, <clears throat> Packers Bears, let's dry, uh, dive right into this. You know what we do? It's our favorite. Eh, well, it's not our favorite, but it's the baddest segment that you're gonna see out there. <laughs> it's <know>. okay. <laughs> but, hey, it's the Frozen Four. <laughs> All right. So, hey, we like we say every way week, to sell that. Frozen- what? Yeah, you know what the it's, this is a segment we kind of like. I think. Uh- Hey, you know, with hockey coming back, with hockey back, the the ice and everything, you know, the Frozen Four is definitely in its peak now with that, you know, hockey back. So uh, yeah, yeah. watch out. The NSA is going to sue us for some money. <laughs> yeah. But uh, the Frozen Four, we know this is the segment where we break down the four most impactful plays that we thought that changed the course of the game and basically gave us the keys to the victory uh, in the win. So. I guess I'll go first because, you know, I'll have two of them. So I will start out with just performances. And now I guess the order, usually we do this in order. Um, so actually, nah. you know what, Matt, you go first because yeah, technically yours happened like way before mine. So I'll say okay. actually not way before, but at least before. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So so I took um, the Darnell Savage interception. So this was a big play. Uh, for, for a few different reasons. Obviously, look at the score here. 7 nothing. Chicago is driving. They have a third and seven 
Um, they were moving the ball until that point. Um, and I'm pretty sure, I mean, I'll go ahead on the record here and say, I believe that was encroachment and it should have been a free play. I mean, if that was Aaron Rodgers, you, you'd know they're giving him that anyways, for some reason, fields just whips this thing to the back of the end zone. Uh, his receiver, I don't know if he gave up on it or he's just like, I have no shot. And Alan Robinson just goes, yeah, I'm done. But Darnell Savage stays with that thing and tracks it all the way to the back of the end zone and gets that interception to flip it back to Green Bay, who I think go down and get seven out of that. Uh, Spoiler that alert, play, he did this twice. <laughs> he did. Well, the other one is Amos, which should have counted. And yeah, uh, the rest, well, we can talk about the rest at some other point. But, I mean, yeah. you know, this this is big, guys, because if not only does he get the pick, but let's just say it's a free play and they go on to get that first down, you may be looking at a 10-0, 14-0 deficit right there. And let's be, let's be honest, the Bears came out and punched the Packers in the mouth. Uh, to start that game, it did not look good. They came out with some with some fire and could, took Green Bay a little bit to kind of you know get their footing, and they eventually did, of course, and and went on to win the game. But this kind of you know was the moment I believe the game changed in Green Bay's favor, and they really never looked back after that. And so kudos to Savage for sticking with that, you know, and uh, and tracking that down and getting the ball. I agree. I mean, Darnell Savage, yeah. obviously. I'm glad that he can catch balls that are literally like yes. put into his chest. I know Jair has some issues with that, but um, I'm just kidding. He's awesome. But great heads up play from him. I We've seen this now two weeks in a row where the guy just comes from one end of this field and just yeah. tracks a ball. He just missed one last week against Jamar Chase. But this guy obviously has the chops. He's got the speed. Sometimes I get a little nervous because he does get hurt a lot, um, you know, with certain hits. Now he that the hit the hit that he got hurt on, he at least was the last defender, I feel like, on that run that he pretty much stopped it. But I think him and Jair both two injuries that are like the same one where they're like putting their shoulder into their legs and taking it like right on that collarbone, which I'm getting a little scared about. But um yeah, I hope careful. that he can be uh be ready for next week or at least be ready for Thursday night if we can't have him this week. But yeah, I like the I like the effort from him this week. Fred, do you have anything else to add to that? No man, I just it's it's nice to have him back there. He keeps progressing. We see every <clears throat> year he's gotten a little bit better. His ball skills are fantastic. He seems to be in the right place. And as much as he kind of makes those questionable tackles, he makes the tackle. And right. that to me is huge. He, I, I feel super confident with him coming downfield, making tackles. Um, we've seen it a couple of times. He's come shot out of a cannon, comes out of that secondary, makes a big tackle. So um, keep doing what you're doing. Just don't get hurt. Please. Yes, please say we had no um, we were we almost down to no DBs yesterday. Yeah, we actually yeah, I think please. we were down to just Amos. So yeah. please stay healthy. All right, I'll go next. Uh, so <clears throat> Matt was right. That did change the course, at least in our in our mentality. But I think the actual thing that changed the course in what could have been was my next one, which is Dean Lowry. Um, and this is right before half where this could give them a chance to tie back the game going into the half. Oof. And then possibly, Sheesh. you know, taking the lead, but they don't get it off because they get this huge sack from that? Dean Lowry, Dean Lowry, which sh silently has been solid. Not saying he's been a train record, but just comes right up the gap, goes up against the guard, gets right into the face of uh, uh, Justin Fields and makes a great tackle on a, a pretty athletic uh, quarterback. So I think this was now this was, you know, very close because he had his elbow down, which in, in most cases, everybody's like, oh, let him keep playing. He had a you know athletic ability. Let him keep going. But hey, in other cases, when you're like, oh, he fumbled, but his elbow wasn't down. Oh, wait, it was down. You're like always loving it. Right. So this is that same moment on, you know, that 
that like, hey, should he be down or not? But he was clearly down. And that was a sack that I just thought was very impactful because of the situation of where they were on the field past their 50, their chances of making a, you know, a go or sorry, a tying field goal, you know, get themselves back into, you know, field goal range. It could have been a different changing, uh, you know, uh, point. So I do think this is a great play by Dean and I hope that he can just consistently do what he's doing. And that's just, you know, being available, also making some noise in the run game, which this defense now granted, you know, it did give up 96, I think, and 94 yards to Khalil Herbert. I, I'm, our boy Strauss will get that for us. But um, it is interesting that, you know, we went from Joe Mixon having, I think, Strauss said 34 yards last week um, of rushing to 96 yards to a rookie running back. Um, but obviously it's on the road and you have this, you know, tough, I guess, tough team to go against. But Dean Lowry actually held his own last, uh, last night. So. Really big uh, kudos to him. He's been a big difference maker for, you know, in the last few yeah. games. I mean, you know, this defense is so much better. And we, we, I think we said it maybe last week or the week before. But when they have someone outside of Kenny Clark getting just a push, just disrupting the pocket makes such a difference. And, and not only is he doing that, I mean, that play was a great visual of him just bull rushing the guy backwards right into Fields' lap uh, and ultimately getting the sack when he's down. So, you know, if they can continue to get, Three, four, five plays like that out of Dean Lowry in key situations of the game. I mean, he's going to continue to see his playing time go up and aid the defense. I mean, that's been such a, a big portion of how good they've been between the 20s. We can talk about the red zone at a different point, um, but but he's he's having a quiet, nice year. And I think he deserves some more some more praise from, you know, from us talking heads. Yeah, and he also had that was that was the first of two where he almost pulled down fields. He had that other one later in the game where yeah, fields yeah, yeah. did get away. Didn't have a good enough grip on him. Um, 25 yard, run. but yeah, he ended yeah. up being a pretty big run, uh, but props to fields. I mean, he's an athlete. I, I wouldn't expect any less, but the thing is, is that um, you're right. Like he just, he seems to be making enough disruption or <clears throat> disruption, excuse me. Um, and that is enough. Like, that's all we really need. We don't nest. I mean, of course, yes. Would we love for him to have 12 sacks? A hundred percent. But the truth of the matter is he's not really that player. So for him to be a body, uh, him to be a nuisance, him to be somebody that can play off of Kenny, uh, that we can eventually get Slayton involved in and Garvin and have everybody kind of start meshing on that front seven. It could be a good enough front seven to take you in a playoff run. Um, it's not something that you're going to write home about. You know, it's not, we're not going to talk about the, the great front seven of 2021, but it's good enough. It's starting to like, but, feel like maybe Dean being there, they've, this is the Dean they must've been seeing in all these camps. You the need those around. guys. You need you those, guys. those guys. If you're going to make a run, you think back of the 2010 run when you had guys like <clears throat> Raji and you had uh Cullen Jenkins, but you know, a Howard green type Howard. You know, he, he, he's not, you know, he's not playing a ton of uh, snaps, but he was in, in when he's in there, he's getting a couple of plays and that's, that's Dean Lowry's role is just to have a few of those because we see how big of an impact it has in the game when he makes them. <clears throat> well, Rogers always talks about it. Players understanding their roles on the team, understanding what they're asked to do. And that's all they need to do. Not going outside that role, not going out, you know, going, you know, to less of the role, just fulfilling what you're supposed to do with the given snaps that you have, whether that's offense or on defense. So I'm, I'm glad that that message gets, you know, heard pretty loudly throughout the entire locker room, not just, you know, to Mercedes Lewis and, you know, the guys on offense, but anyway, yes, key role player. 
let's move on to the next one for me. And that is a, a, a duo of probably the most special player that I've seen on the defensive line in a long time for us, uh, you know, since Reggie. And the fact that this is a homegrown guy, and that's name, and his name is Kenny Clark. Two very huge sacks. This is obviously the one that kind of sealed it for us right here. But um, not that we didn't already have it sealed, but like just the fact that this guy, which I love his banter that he has with MVS. Uh, check out, by the way, the MVS show um, when we have that <laughs> actually um, with the with the other guys. But I think. His banter also with MVS is hilarious about his speed, but this is showing speed right here with these two sacks is just nuts how he's doing this as a nose tackle and being able to be, I mean, look at this, he's double teamed and then the spin move and then the ability to catch, like we say, a very athletic quarterback and bring him down by himself like that is just, yeah, hold up that number one right there, buddy. Cause you are number one in our hearts. Yeah. So D or sorry, Kenny Clark. I've, like I said, I have not seen a, player of his caliber of his position i know bj raji had a lot of moments and he definitely had a huge moment in the nfc championship game and he obviously played a, a contributing factor in that run but he was not this special he was no. not this kind of talent which he's being paid handsomely uh for it and he's showing why he is and that's just why he's such a rock on that d line and I would love to have another guy just being able to be his battering mat, uh, uh, mate up in in that line, whether it's Slayton or if it's Dean or if it's Kiki, whoever it's going to be. Um, I hope someone can keep giving him some help because he is getting double teamed, sometimes even triple teamed. If you know, if it's a tight end, you know, giving a little shot, whatever it may be, it's going to be happening to him on a consistent basis. And we yeah. need to let this guy have somewhat of a break here and there because he is too special to be well, triple teamed all the time and not let him make some plays. But Hey, that's what you have to give the respect to. I don't know about you guys, but my soul left my body when he went down for like that player too. I'm like, Oh, oh no, yeah, yeah. Oh no, no way. Can we afford to lose Kenny Clark? And then he, you know, heroically came back out and had himself a nice game. He like Dean is having a great stretch here and is a huge reason why that defensive front um, and the defense as a whole is playing well. I mean, he's getting to the he's getting the pressures we normally would want to see from our outside linebackers. Pretty uh, pretty special player we have. And oh, by the way, he's only twenty six. Only yes. twenty six. Think twenty six. And on his second contract. And probably if we if but considering how the Packers usually operate, it would probably be a third contract when he's about twenty eight. So in about two years. When the Crazy. big money starts coming up front, he could get a third contract and still be under 30. That is absolutely <laughs> remarkable. And that, hey, kudos to the front office, man. That, that's a good find. Like, that's like, it's that's the stuff find. that, you know, we're always scratching our head. Whoa, a defensive tackle. You know, why are we, you know, but then you look at it and you're like, you got to let that thing just breathe for a minute, you know, just well, let it breathe in the draft. Now, sometimes you have a, a Kevin King draft and you're like, well, we, 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 we breathe. Then we're now we're like, where we're at, you know, but, but that, you know, you, for, you, for every good well, one, you're going to have a couple bad ones, man. You do. And, but, and that, and that kind of pick was like purely like, we think this guy can turn into this, not to, uh, you know, put it on to like another superstar in the world, but like Giannis, like when the, when the Bucks get Giannis, the guy's a twig, and you're looking at him going, who the hell? You draft 19-year-old Kenny Clark. Well, fast forward five, six years, he's a he's a behemoth. So kudos to the Packers. Absolutely. Well, Fred, you can take the last one. Uh, yeah, so the last one uh, is a pretty decent play. Uh, solid Heard around move. the world, maybe. 
Um, it, but I, I think it was, yeah, it was a little bit of a play with a little bit of an ending. Um, I, I'm not gonna, I don't have to say anything. I'll just let him talk. Rogers snaps it quick. Pressure coming. Scrambles to his right. Pumps and runs. Aaron Rodgers is inside the pylon. Touchdown Packers. It's Rodgers running for the score. Right on cue, Joe. Aaron Rodgers, man, he's he's been doing that a long time. I mean, to just just all right. We'll all, we'll all get our turn because we all are chomping at the bits. Um, I'm gonna say probably three things. One. Uh, it's an absolute pleasure to watch Matthew Jensen just smile like a new dad watching that video. That was one of my favorite things. He's just down there. So happy. Um, two, it was, it was, uh, it, everyone saw it, but nobody really quite knew exactly what he said. Everybody kind of heard like, I own you, but nobody was really sure to find out what he really said, uh, made it that much sweeter. And three, um, <clears throat> It was just, it was, it was remarkable to me because, you know, we've had Rogers now for 16, 17 years and we've always seen him very reserved. We've always seen, you know, the belt was like kind of the like most taunting ass talking shit kind of thing he ever did. And we all loved it. Right. We've never just seen him openly basically say like, I wake up and piss excellence, like get over it. <laughs> and for him to do so, um, uh, against Chicago when they thought for the first time in their life that they were going to be better than us uh, to say such an absolutely true statement uh, right there with the cameras on them to win the game um, was absolutely fascinating. And I know Matt's going to touch on something that I wanted to touch on as well, but I'll let you run with it because I think it's uh, probably the truest part of this entire situation. Well, do you want, do you want to put it up? Yeah, we'll just put we it up. Okay. So, so this is just this, I gotta read it. I'm just gonna read it. It's one thing as a fan to see Aaron Rodgers. This is from a Bears fan, by the way, to see Aaron Rodgers saunter into the end zone to score the game ceiling touchdown with his own two hands. It's what he's been doing for literally my entire life as a Bears fan, and sometimes it just be like that. But to hear him stare down the crowd and yell, I own you, I still own you, crushed my soul to a new level. It served as a reminder that Aaron Rodgers isn't just an idea. He's a human being that comes into our city once a year and fucks my shit up. Aaron Rodgers is the boogeyman, and I fully expect him to be there when I die, staring into my eyes, smiling softly. I still own you. And my God, what I mean, I think I said it before the show. It was simultaneously the greatest and the most disrespectful piece of taunting I've ever heard in my life. Just to look at a crowd of 70,000 people and remind them, I own you and there's nothing you can do about it. I am the boogeyman. I am your reckoning. I am Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. I mean, it's just one of those things where it's like. We talked about soul snatching, right? When you just said when Kenny went down, like that's been, he's literally snatched the souls of like 60,000 people. So, I mean, that, I mean, now obviously 60,000 people didn't hear that, but like at least that front row definitely did. But well, the, think, the whole, the whole world heard it whole now. World that's heard the best part. That's the greatest part is it was right yeah. there, man. And everybody had to, everybody had to hear it. Everybody had to experience it. And it was real and it is true. And nobody, 
Nobody, especially Chicago fans, can argue that it's not true because it's true. Yep, it is. Well, it's you know, it's this crazy. Great segue. Hey, that's a great segue because there is only one way that we can do this, and obviously, it's it's just so awesome to be able to have this guy back at this mantle. That hey, you know what? I'm just gonna stop. You know what? It's the Powers Comics. <laughs> I wore a shirt today. I thought, hey, maybe we could just have like four more years. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But it is. Fred, what's his name? Uh, it's Aaron Rodgers. It's Aaron. It's Aaron Rodgers. It's Aaron Rodgers for, for every reason that makes all the sense in the world. We spent an entire offseason, guys, freaking out about what is to be. Who is this guy? Does he care? Does he want to be here? Uh, does he love the organization? Does he just love the fans? Does he just love the players? Does he love anything? Do we know anything about the guy anymore? Why is he in Hawaii? His hair's long. Who is this person? And coming off of last year, being an MVP, being someone who had found his inner essence, if you will, um, I would say without a doubt that this guy looks exactly as jacked up, if not more excited about this season than he did last season. And that's on the heels of all the bullshit of the offseason. But for him to, for him to go into Chicago and do what he did, uh, play the way he did, can you know stay firm, stay strong, um, and then have that moment, you know, it just it it just speaks volumes of who he is, and and it's the kind of there's there's a reason he's a legend. There's a reason that Chicago fans and Detroit fans and Minnesota fans will never admit how much they love him, but they do. And he's just he's just an absolute wrecking machine, and I love the fact that he's our quarterback, and I hope to God. Uh, that everybody that spent a, a majority of this offseason complaining about who he was and whether or not he should be our quarterback, I think they should probably change their tune. Absolutely. Yeah, I, they should. I, I mean, if you understand where – if you just look at the team that we played two weeks ago and the situation that they're in with Ben Roethlisberger and understanding that we've seen where old age can go. It can either go upwards like Tom Brady or it could go downwards like Big Ben. And I don't know what you saw last night, but I still look like a pretty awful quarterback that's just getting by with a few talented receivers next to him making better plays for him. So I'm just telling you what you have right now in this 37-year-old is amazing. I mean, I think what you're seeing is exactly what you're probably going to get week in and week out. You're going to have maybe a bad game, which he did already. Ha he already had one. I think there's going to be an interception here and there where a guy just gets lucky on a read. But in the end, he's going to soul snatch you. He's going to make you feel like, damn, why does this always happen? And why does it always happen when there's this guy in a green jersey with a 12 on his back happens? Well, you know what? There's a, there's a plenty of 12s that are out there that are pretty good, but they, we got one of the best ones. I think well, it, this... I think it also, I think just quickly, Matt, I think it also proves a, a very valid point. And I think a lot of us started to think offseason. I know I'm probably a victim of this. Like, well, it's a pretty good team. You know, maybe uh, we just need a quarterback to facilitate the offense. And it's clear that this team is not that at that spot because we've needed him to win us games. And he's done it now a few times where we would have not even had a chance. Yeah, and, and giving him the hero here is almost... 
his stat line isn't going to pop off the page here, but so goes most no. of the games he's had against the Bears. It's almost an ode to um, his entire resume against the Bears of just of just heartbreaking loss after heartbreaking loss, handing it to them. I mean, you go back to you know getting the NFC Championship game in Chicago, and he goes in there and he gets the win. I mean, even just the games back at Lambeau where they've you know he comes back out against uh, the Bears and hits you know Cobb on the crosser or. You know, the one at the end of the year to win the division in Chicago hits Cobb on, the, on that deep one, too. I mean, all these ones, man, just complete and utter dominance. There's an entire generation of Bears fans that only know Green Bay kicking their ass between, you know, with Favre and Rodgers now. I mean, 20-some years of, of total, uh, you know, NFC North dominance. So so Aaron Rodgers is the hero, you know, and, and he's the guy that's going to make this go. He's going to take this team as far as they as far as they can, you know, and I'm just – trying to take it a game at a time and enjoying every single one of these outings because, you know, we're definitely on the clock here. So, so enjoy it while we can. Well, we're getting in trouble with Fred. So we have to probably take these down. I don't understand this. Our plays that we have always, but maybe it's just because we have it constant and we're not stopping. Is it probably the reason that we're getting it cut though? So sorry to everybody that's on YouTube and we're getting cut off, but I think it's, well, we can, it, you know what? It, it, it comes it back and you know what? Long. I think it, it, well, it's fine, and it we it, it comes back. So stay stay tuned. Don't ditch out. the The show comes back. Um, and if I could, I'd talk to YouTube, and I'd I'd say I own you. I still own you. You still get to come back. So <laughs> I, suck I it. Don't think you. YouTube. I don't own YouTube. I wouldn't be doing this show if I owned YouTube. Hey, well, guys, that's that's the Frozen Four. That's the hero of the game. Uh, when we come back, we will touch up our last final touches on the bears game, but then we got to move on just like we always do week in and week out. That was a great victory, but we move on to the next one and that's the Washington football team. So when we come back, we will talk about that. So don't go anywhere, everybody. This is the freezer podcast. What's up, everybody? This is the Lombardi's Bar Boys. Do you want to come laugh at how badly we kicked the shit out of the bears this week? Come see us Wednesday at eight 30 Eastern, seven 30 central on game on Wisconsin's YouTube channel. We can talk about how Justin Field is the next king of the North, even though he sucks ass. Uh, and that that vaunted Bears defense really, really looked phenomenal this weekend uh, as they were getting torched by this Packers offense. Uh, I think there's one thing we can all agree on after that game, and it's that the Bears still suck. They still suck. So hard. All of it. A lot. Just Check right us out in. Wednesday. 7.30. Game on Wisconsin. We are back. This is the Freezer Podcast, and we are brought to you by our Tech Ventures. And our Tech Ventures is... Sorry, I can't even get this right here. You got it. You got uh, it. The goal of our Tech Ventures is to collaborate closely with founders throughout all the investment and fundraising stages, turn, turning the visions into successful companies. Since 2020, our Tech Ventures has helped turn great ideas into profitable businesses that make an impact of, on industries, communities, and beyond our Tech Ventures. Boys, we had that win, and I just feel like, I, I mean, we're saying in the chat, I mean, it's always so weird with this team, is that this is going to be like this like weird game where we just play like, you know, ass and we're just not going to get any kind of rhythm on offense. And then the defense is going to always keep bending and bending and bending. And then Mr. Matt's going to keep saying every time he's going to keep going with that streak, that 14 of 14 red zone appearances. 15 of 15 now. Giving touchdowns. Uh, is it at 14 right now, Matt? Is it at, I think it's at 15. It's 15? 15. 15. There we go, folks. Um, but Matt, Matt's so yeah. bad. 
That is bad. I, well, I, mean, I know. I just I just don't understand. We don't even give up field goals anymore. Like we just it's just touchdowns. Uh, so whatever happens, it's just something clicks at some point at the halftime. Maybe it's the end of the second quarter. But like I'm, I, it brings a little concern, especially with you know better teams. You know, like Arizona coming up, like you know L.A., um, Seattle. Who if they if they get Russell Wilson back, just like teams that can capitalize on your mishaps and the fact that you're punting a lot. And that now, like I said, lot you know, it's it's a lot of bending, and we ended up only giving up 14 points, which is great. But that was obviously with the rookie quarterback. But do you guys also feel? I know we said earlier that hey, once we get some of these guys back from injury. Obviously, it's a whole different look of a Packer team, clearly, you know. But do you see any concern moving forward um, that even though we're not relying on Rodgers heavily, we are still relying on his brain and the fact that we can run the offense and whatever he's dissecting in the defense and hoping that we can get 80, 90-yard drives, whatever it might be, to just keep up with a team like Arizona or like L.A., whatever it may be, who's just a high-octane offense? Yeah, I have concerns. I don't think the Packers have played a complete game yet. And and we're, you know, going into week 7 here um and and we haven't yet to see that. The the red, the red zone woes on defense are uncharted bad. Like we've never seen this before. We, I don't even know what to say about it. Like how do you how is it possible that you didn't even luck into a field goal or like a fumble or something? I mean, you've straight up given 15 touchdowns out of 15 tries. It's never happened before. I don't get it. And so the, are the Lions worse part, than us or are we worse than I, Even the Lions probably has some stops there. But, you know, it's like <laughs> the good news is between the 20s, you know, they look pretty good. They're getting stops. They're getting pressures. You know, I, they're really limiting the amount of chunk plays that they're giving up. But my concern is they've also played some pretty trash offenses. We haven't seen you know, a real elite quarterback, you know, maybe the whole year and at least at least it for weeks. But coming up is going to be, you know, uh, uh, Mahomes. You got you got Kyler Murray. You got you got the murderers row of dudes that can carve you up pretty quick. So we're going to find out how tough this defense is. But I'll tell you what's not going to help is if you can't stop anybody in the red zone, that's going to not be good later in the year because. I've, I'm on record as saying this is all about a Super Bowl. I don't give two shits about what happens in, in the regular season right now. I care about the ring. That's what Rodgers is back for. That's what this team was assembled to do. And so if you can't stop somebody in the red zone, good luck in January. I mean, tell us how you really feel, Matthew. Yeah, I mean, I it's, just it's hard. Yeah, it's pretty hard to argue with that, man. I mean, uh, the numbers are pretty terrible. The numbers are pretty terrible. Yeah. I, I feel, I feel like, um, the, my couple saving graces here are a lot of injuries. Uh, there's some, yep. some people out on the defense, uh, new defensive coordinator. Um, I will give those couple of excuses. However, uh, um, it has to get shored up at some point now going against someone like Arizona or going against the Kansas city. Um, I would say even if our red zone was at average, we would still have those concerns because those offenses are electric and they have incredible offensive talent. Um, so to use them as a litmus test about what where we're at is super unfair. We're talking about two yeah. of the hottest teams in the NFL, um, and I expect full-fledged, you know, tough competition with those. That being said, um, when you're going against some of these teams, some of these offenses that you mentioned, 
and you're still letting it up without even getting a, a chance situation. It's it's a little concerning, but but we're week six. We're early on in the season, and there's still a ton of time to shore it up. I guess if there's a time for us to let up 15, I'd rather do it now than the last couple of weeks of the season. That's going to be my my positive half glass full uh, or glass half full type situation. But yeah, I would say uh, something's got to give because if you do continue this into January, December, yeah, you can pretty much punch your ticket out. Well, and and the good news is it literally can't get any worse. And when it comes to red zone defense, you can't Truth. do any worse. So they have nowhere to go but up. And I, I think injuries are playing a huge part of that. And part of it is just being kind of unlucky. Let's be honest. Like they haven't had something, at least a fluke play or a sack or something to, to push them out of, uh, you know, uh, threatening to score a touchdown so but you know when you, when you flip it on the other side here offensively um they haven't really had that one game where you know you felt like they were in fifth gear the entire time you know they've kind of had a couple of drives here or they they sputter there the good news is they're winning those games and i think once they get their full yeah. complement of, of of offensive linemen back you know they can probably open up the playbook a little more i do think the loss of nvs has really taken away that deep threat which has made you know the defense has kind of uh, packed the line a little bit more. So so once we're back full strength, if we can get there, I, I do expect some changes here. But the good news is out of all this is that the Packers are winning these games while all this is happening. Absolutely. And it's nice too because honestly, like we we've had this is probably what been one of the worst injury teams we've had yeah. in the last five years. Um, last two years we've had incredible luck with injuries. This year's yeah. been a lot different. Uh, the nice thing is is we haven't gotten you know we've had we haven't had a ton of people be full fledged out for the season ir torn acl you know like we have a lot of injuries but a lot of guys designated to return and are able to come back so for me it still comes back to um the games that we should be losing because we don't have a full offensive line we don't have this we're playing some tough talent we're winning and we're padding some of that that uh the those standings if you will so that when we do have to go against some of these Kansas cities and the Arizonas, we can afford to lose those games. Um, not saying that anyone should ever want to lose or anything like that. So don't get that wrong. But um, if we would have lost more of these games in the first six weeks due to injury, and then you went into Arizona and you had kids, like, exactly. then we'd be like, we're basically out of it. Like, whereas now guys, we can afford to have a couple losses. Let's be real. When we lost the Saints here, it was doom and gloom in this pregame chat before week number two. And we're kind of going, hey, if they don't, if they don't correct this and get this right right away, they could be like three and three or two and four or something like that going into the real heinous part of your schedule. Yeah. But they got it time. corrected. So like you said, Fred, that's gonna afford them a little bit of breathing room if they were to drop a game or two against these, you know, more elite superpowers in the in the league. All right, we got to get going here. So uh we have Washington football team. So we have them coming up. This is obviously a team that's kind of in a weird funk, right? They don't really have a quarterback. They really don't have an offense, but they do have good players, though. I mean, it's not – it's weird because they don't know how to close a game because they had a pretty good game against Kansas City last week. They obviously got Mahomed, and he just went off in the second half, 21 unanswered points. So this is a team that, in our case, like we were just talking about, giving up these red zone opportunities, also just – taking a while to get going offensively. This could be one of those weird, like stupid, you know, in 2010 when we lost to the Redskins in, in Washington or what? No, was that in, that was in Washington, right? In 2010 when we lost to them. And then when we lost, uh, cause yeah, we'd lost it. To, we lost to them in 
in Washington, right? I, I think know so. we do. I don't. I don't know. I know so we did. I'm not. I'm not Aaron Rodgers. I don't have that. Iowa yet. Joe will. Iowa Joe will hit me up. I know we did. So anyway, this is just one of those weird losses that you could maybe see because this is a, a vaunted front front seven. They have two beasts on the edge with Montez Sweat and uh, I can't even think of it. Chase Young. Chase Young. So and then you got your two boys from Alabama in the middle. You know. So I think it's just it's a it's definitely a task, especially with you know we have a two headed monster at running back, but this might be a passing game because they're all, you know, there's their secondary pretty, I mean, mediocre, pretty much kind of below. I mean, you can definitely throw on them. I mean, look at what happened last week. I mean, Mahomes just like threw almost like 300 yards in the half. So I think this is one of those games where you got to cross your T's, dot your I's, just be, a, run the offense, run the system. I mean, we, we talk about it in our chat. How can you just not just check the easy pass? Why are we throwing it downfield all the time? Like, we need to hit the big play every single every single down. Sometimes if you just play within the system and play within what you have that's given to you, like the easy, open, wide open, like wide open reads, just hit it. Just touch it. Just use it. And, uh, uh, Mercedes Lewis, Aaron Jones, Robert Tunyon, Josiah DeGuara, whoever's out there, just hit him. I mean, I don't care if it's not Devontae. Just hit him. Just Freaking hit him. That's all I want. So it's gonna happen. Um, it's gonna. Yeah. You know, sorry, I thought you're done. No, no, no. I, I, that's it. I mean, I just want to say, I, I just want him to play within the offense because that's why Matt Lafleur is here. That's why he, you see the big difference and why you know we're succeeding after Mike McCarthy is because we are playing in a different system that's dependent on the run and that opens up the run with the play action and the fact of what did we start out with the illusion of complexity, a play within a play within a play, and understanding. That hey, you may have seen this look a quarter ago or even a drive ago, but we're gonna hit you with something different. And I want him to stay to that because I know he loves to play hero. He loves it. He loves to have that moment in his hand. He says it himself. He wants to have the two-minute drill. He wants to have the you know the plays in his head that he likes to use that he just you know throws up from the you know the sand and you know in practice. We don't need it all the time. We just need it maybe one moment or one play here and there, but run the offense because it's a damn good one. Yeah, man, you, you, I like the point because I think that, you know, and even we saw it last week against the bears, you know, when that, when that, when the team is in their offense and their, you know, LaFleur is kind of on a hot one calling plays and they're in rhythm. He's got Aaron Rodgers. you know, um, you know, the defense guessing where he's going, he's got the running backs going the, the, they're just a different animal when they're inside of that. And once they kind of abandon those, those principles, you know, we all see how it can go amok pretty quick. Um, but this is going to be hard not to look ahead. You know, I, Washington is by no means a, a pushover team. They do have, you know, plenty of guys on the, on that roster who can make plays and disrupt the game, you know, but obviously we've been talking about it all day. Looming behind this game is, is Arizona and, and Kansas city. So for me, what I'm looking for is to maybe kind of see some progress on some of these things that you'd want to see short up going into uh, playing those high octane offenses, um, Taylor Heineke obviously not going to be up to uh, you know a, a Kyler Murray or um, a Patrick Mahomes level. So let's see that defense in the red zone step up and make some plays. Let's see them see that out and get off the field. I mean, come on, like there's no time better than the present because I don't if if you're waiting for next week, I don't think it's going to happen then either because and then the, the weapons and and the arm uh, potential go way up. So. Playing within the offense is going to be huge, but I'd like to see this team put together a complete game or something close to it. I, you know, we're at nearing the midway point of the season. I don't think we've really seen that yet. Um, 
And I would love to, for me as a fan, just making me feel better and to know it's possible to see that go down. I think it's going to depend on who comes back from injury this week and who's going to be available. Do they got to play musical chairs in the offensive line? We haven't really heard what happened to Preston Smith. We haven't really heard, you know, what the length of injury might be for you know Josh Myers. So a lot of wait and see that midweek um, uh, injury report is going to tell us a lot. Uh, but I think that this game could be one of those potential, you know, uh, uh, I don't want to call it a trap game, but a game you can trip yourself pretty quick looking past the opponent. Fortunately, I do believe, uh, you know, Matt LaFleur has done a great job in keeping this team focused. So I expect him to come out, you know, and play and play, uh, you know, a great game. Fred, yeah, it's going to have to be um, it's going to have to be the way we played San Francisco in the sense of. It's going to have to be run. It's going to have to be quick passes. If you if you expect your offensive line to hold up against this uh, defensive line from Washington, you're going to be sadly, sadly mistaken because it's it's arguably one of the best defensive lines in football. Like you said, with the two pain or the the two Alabama guys, Montez and uh, Chase Young, who's arguably probably outside of Aaron Donald, probably the best defensive lineman in the league. Probably forgetting somebody. Um, Kenny Clark. Kenny Clark. Yeah. But for real, I mean, I, I would just assume like if you think you're going to be able to run back to that extend plays, uh, toss and bombs, it's just not going to work. It's going to have to be quick. It's going to have to be fast. All right. Well, you know what time it is. It's our favorite time of predictions. So when we come back from this quick break, we will hit you up with those predictions before we close out this show. So don't go anywhere, everybody. This is the Freezer Podcast. What's up, everybody? This is the Lombardi's Bar, boys. Do you want to come laugh at how badly we kicked the shit out of the Bears this week? Come see us Wednesday at 8.30 Eastern, 7.30 Central on Game on Wisconsin's YouTube channel. We can talk about how Justin Field is the next king of the North, even though he sucks ass. Uh, and that, that vaunted Bears defense really really looked phenomenal this weekend uh, as they were getting torched by this Packers offense. Uh, I think there's one thing we can all agree on after that game, and it's that the Bears still suck. They still suck. So hard. All of it. A lot. Just Check right us out in. Wednesday, 7.30. Game on Wisconsin. Welcome back. This is the Freezer Podcast. We are brought to you by Lake Front Brewery. Lakefront Brewery is one of Wisconsin's largest crafter brewers. Brewery, sorry, since its founding in 1987 by brothers Russ and Jim Cleish, Lakefront <clears throat> has earned numerous awards and created over many industries uh, first. Currently, Lakefront Brewery offers more than 20 different beers in 30 different states and several countries. Lakefront Brewery's tours are among the most popular in the United States, with over 100,000 taking the tour yearly. Unlike most brewery tours, Lakefront was the uh, one of the first to offer beer before, during, and after the tour. Brewing flavorful, high-quality craft beer has been their passion for over 30 years. They'd love to tell you their story over a pint or, and a tour for the next time you are in Milwaukee. Visit lakefrontbrewery.com to schedule your tour today. Like we always say, this is the Freezer Podcast. We can be found on YouTube, on Facebook, on Sweep Studios, <laughs> and Instagram, obviously. Um, we found out all of our content on there. You can find us there. Show some uh, love on there. Like it, follow it. Uh, hit that little bell on there so you can follow us here at Game On Wisconsin as well for all of our shows all week. Um, you can see our Twitter handles right here if you want to com communicate and you know chat with us on Twitter or on uh, on socials. You can hear. Uh, you can obviously talk to us there. So, guys, it is the most anticipated segment of the show, and that is. <laughs> 
the uh, the predictions. And we have the football team. And Mr. Matt looked like he was actually getting kind of scared there and about to uh, pick us to lose. So I'll let him start. <laughs> Not a shot. Come on, man. <laughs> Not a shot. If I'm gonna, if I'm gonna use that, I'm I'm at least gonna use it against a team we probably would lose to, which could happen in the next coming weeks. We'll see. Um, but what I'm what I'm looking for, I kind of laid it out before in my little rant. There was I'm looking for uh, the the Packers to put together more of a complete game. So I think that they can do this. I think that um, they're, they're there. And what I mean by a complete game is they they're running the ball pretty well between Dylan and Jones. I think they need to keep that going. I think they're averaging over a hundred yards between the two of them. But what I want to see now is Aaron Rodgers connect on one of those deep balls. He's been so yeah. close all year long, just a little bit over here, or a little bit over there. I think this is the week he finally gets it back. I'm hoping – I don't care who catches it. I just want someone to snag it and bring it in. Um, and then defensively, you know, Taylor Heineke, not necessarily the most potent passer. I think that the ground game, you know, they've been a little bit off there in Washington this this week, so you don't want to see them get right against the Packers. Um <laughs> hopefully not that doesn't happen now um but prediction wise yeah i think i think green bay has been slowly building towards this portion of their uh schedule and i think this is the game that's going to be a kind of a uh get get tuned up for you know the the, the big one so i'm going to go ahead and predict uh, green bay 30 washington 23 well we haven't Touchdown win. 30 points in like four weeks so well, hopefully this week's the week. No time like the yeah, present. I, I'm a little, I'm a little concerned uh, with your consistent looking ahead, Matthew. I think that's not a very good. It's per week here. It's so not. Yeah, shame on you. You are awfully concerned about Kansas City and everybody else. And those games are going to define the regular season. I agree. It ain't even happened yet. We're on week six. You're yeah, overlooking a wash. You're seven, overlooking a Washington seven. team, man. I just, I feel like. Uh, I feel like you're, I mean, you're not putting enough no, this emphasis on it. I, that, I, I, I'm afraid that that could also be, um, you know, the 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 locker room feel is focusing on Arizona and Kansas City and not so much on Washington, and that's a big concern <clears throat> of mine going into this game. Probably the biggest concern um, to me that feels like a classic. Green Bay Packer letdown situation where they I go into the Washington, uh, they decide to not play as good of a game. You know, they didn't play that great against Chicago. Ultimately, we just had some, some good plays, some, some field situations. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're, you're talking about two really good teams coming off the backside and you know, that's where their, their mindset is at. It has to be. Um, and that's a little concerning. And I've seen this happen so many times. That being said, Sanjay, shut up. It's not going to happen. <laughs> you wanted um, so bad. Yeah, he did. But I agree. I don't think we're going to be, it's, I, I don't, Okay, here's the thing. Half of me could see us absolutely torch Washington, and the other half of me seems sees us completely dropping it and not playing a tough game, and it end up being a last second win of field goal by Mason Crosby. Um, so I, I'm gonna keep it low because uh, we haven't, like you said, Sandra, we haven't quite gotten a big scoring game yet. Um, so I'm gonna go uh, 28-17, uh, Green Bay Packers win. Dig it. It's, yeah, it's, that's a better pick than Matt. So, all right. So, <laughs> thank you. So I different, think. just so different. <laughs> I this is so a really original. crazy game. Like I, this was one that I, you know, I don't know what. I wish Strauss had our predictions. You guys uh, don't hand thirty to twenty three, right? I didn't pick a blowout. Like they're just gonna trounce them. No, 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 no. I know you. All right, know. all right, I all know. right. I, 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 I usually rag on Fred, so I have to give a little bit of. Love that's to fine. Him I, too. I so, can take it. Um. 
I, hey, I've been I very, I I've been very, one. I've been very realistic these first six yeah, weeks. He yeah, he has. I, admit, I, he I has. don't think I've called he one forty burger. Because that is exactly who and what I am about. If, That's if, your if brand. I had a, if I had a middle name, so. realistic Murphy. So I, it says right here, Sanjay Murthy, Murthy, aka Spicy Sanjay. It doesn't say realistic Sanjay. Well, so yeah, because be. <laughs> I like the. Little he was pepper, realistic like, Sanjay at, before he was you Spicy don't get Sanjay. Those peppers anyway. Uh, so. Well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. so that's here. Uh, real quick, I'm gonna make this before we uh, get out of here. Thank you guys so much, and uh, I know you guys have Monday Night Football to watch, but it's a trash game anyway. So, uh, <laughs> here we go. I have us winning this game. I have us winning this game by a pretty good margin. I'm gonna say 24 to seven, actually. So I think this team cannot get us offensive score. I think the red zone defense holds up. I think our defense in general holds up. I think, I hope, maybe, I don't know what the situation about Bakhtiari is. I think he's probably going to be held another week, probably. But hopefully, Preston can play. This would be a nice little revenge game for him. Hopefully, he can have that. I saw Joe's little True. comment here. Maybe this is a little revenge game for Joe Barry. Hopefully, he doesn't have this situation happen. But it would be just nice to get over that little hump. Hey, look, I did screw the pooch over here in Washington the last time I was around here. And, you know, but now I'm part of a better team with better players and I'm going to just trounce you. So hopefully that's the situation. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to throw four touchdowns, sorry, three touchdowns. I'm going to say three touchdowns. Um, and I think those are going to be a to Tunyon and that's going to be two touchdowns to Tunyon two because he, he needs it. On the ball. He needs it. it. I really don't. People are noticing. People are noticing. Oh, I'm noticing. Two touchdowns. Not good. To Not good. One to Aaron Jones. So, no Devontae. I know, this is weird. I know. But uh, this will be two weeks in a row without a Devontae touchdown. But thank you guys so much for watching. I know we're going over here, but that's okay because we're the best show in town. So, thank you so much for watching this show. We love you so much for your support. We know that you guys love us on a Monday, on a long Monday uh, work day, I guess, after a beautiful weekend. But you know what? We appreciate it. Go watch your Monday Night Football. Go eat. Go do whatever because Matt's going to go eat. And then go enjoy Always. your time with your family. Live life uh, to the fullest. Live, and, laugh, love. And that there's one. Yeah, Stop. you got the sign. Like, Just say go, Paco. Uh, let's go. Uh, yeah. So with that being said, I'm Sanjay. That's Fred. That's Matt. We out. Go, Paco. Go, Paco, baby. <laughs>